Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. What a beautiful morning it is, too. And we've got a lot to cover for you today. We've got a, you know, we're getting, I know we're going to, it seems like it's early, but we're going to be talking a lot of hunting over the next few weeks, but still a ton of fishing. There's a lot of fishing going on, a lot of activities at the parks, too. There's just a lot of things going on. And, you know, the weather is going to start to cool just a little bit. And the kids, some of them are back to school almost already, I think. And the rest go back in maybe just a couple, two, three weeks. So I'm really, um, really, uh, really looking, you know, a lot of people looking forward to get those last weekend trips in, those fishing trips, those camping trips, all those types of things. So we're going to cover a lot. Uh, In fact, uh, we're going to cover a couple state parks in this first segment. And then we're going to um, talk about a, a brand new product in the ATV world that uh, the folks from Sun are going to join us and tell us about that. And uh, and then in the second hour, we're going to uh, talk a lot of fishing. We'll talk some fishing this hour too, a little bit. Well, hopefully, we're waiting for a call from Steve Schweitzer, who's going to join us and talk about he was up uh, fishing in Rocky Mountain National Park. While well, we're waiting for Steve. Uh, let me tell you a few things that are going on, too. Always follow us on Facebook. Uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook is kind of the focal point of this show. Uh, if we're going to have a special guest, we put it on Facebook ahead of time. If we do a tackle talk or a special segment on a product, we put that on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Uh, we put a link every time we add another uh, video to our YouTube channel. We, we Karen puts that on Facebook, so there's a link directly to it. Got over 100 episodes of uh, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom up on, uh, up on our YouTube channel now. And that's, uh, uh, there are shows, you know, we did 22 seasons on television, traveled the world virtually, but half of them were filmed right kind of in this Mountain States area, a lot right here in Colorado, and a lot of it's still very germane information. So you can get some tips, some ideas, locations, and have a little fun. I mean, we tried to make it very personal and take you fishing with us, but you can get links to that on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Another thing you can find on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is... um, a link to my column in the Denver Post. By the way, I didn't have one last week. I was traveling. Karen and I were on assignment in California. I want to thank Chad Lachance for filling in for me. I, I'm sure he did a great job. I didn't get to listen, but he always does. So Chad did the show for me last week. And thanks again, Chad, for filling in so I could get out and do a few things out of state. Um, but when we have a guest host like Chad, that'll be posted on Facebook on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. But what I was getting to is my column, my column for the Denver Post. Typically, I write one every week. And the best way to follow my column in the outdoors, and it's on fishing, hunting, camping, outdoor issues. It's on parks and wildlife and the funding and the legislature. We try to cover all aspects of the outdoors in the column. 
And uh, the best way to follow it is on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And the reason is it comes up a little different in different places. Now, it's written the same. And obviously, when it's in the newspaper, you read it, but you can't click on any links if it's in the newspaper. There's almost always an audio link and sometimes a video link with the column. And then there's usually links to other sites that talk about whatever the subject was. Most of the time, those links show up okay in the app, the Denver Post app. But if you, the link we put on the Facebook page comes right from the online, and it, it gets you right into the one that always has all the links. So you don't have to worry about missing a link or losing a link on that. So you can get into it. And I kind of want to mention, I, didn't, I said I didn't write a column this last week, but I did repost one on my Facebook page. And this is something that um, I, I kind of want to touch on, and I want to make sure I do it in the right way. There was a an article in the Denver Post about, and the headline read, and I think this came off the wire. I don't think it was written by the Post. I think it came off the AP wire about a Wyoming Boy Scout who survived 37 hours uh, by eating bugs and bark. Now, the the this Boy Scout, kudos to him for doing everything he could write. He stayed in the right place after he got lost. I won't go through the whole incident. He was out with a group. He was well-prepared. He had everything he needed to be out there. And he did the right thing by staying in the right place. And they found him just 37 hours later. So he was never really in any danger. So that worked out really well. But the headline, and the guys that write the story a lot of times don't write the headlines. I don't write the headlines for my columns. But the headline was a little misleading because... No one needed to eat bugs and bark to survive for 37 hours. Uh, if you go down the list, and I've done several survival courses. I've been on search and rescue, and I, I consulted a lot of the best uh, search and rescue and survival people in the country for the article I wrote for the Post earlier this year. And you can typically go days, if not weeks, without food. Think about those kids who were trapped in that cave here that was on TV all the time. They didn't have any food for almost two weeks, I think. And so to set the notion out there that you survive for 37 hours by eating bugs and bark kind of sets a, a precedence I don't like out there because... Somebody who's not experienced, who thinks they have to find some food right away, is going to do the wrong things, probably get themselves in a bad situation, maybe ingest something that actually will cause them discomfort or, or more harm for what they're doing. So I, I just wanted to kind of, so I made a comment about that on the Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Nothing there was meant to disparage that young man. He did everything right, everything he was trained to do, and he, he got rescued because he stayed in the same spot, because he was equipped for being out there. So it ended up being a good situation as far as getting him out and not having any, uh, any, any tragedy from it. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful when we, we get out in these situations, that we understand what we're doing. Now, well, Steve Schweitzer, who was supposed to join us here, he must have got tied up. He was out this week, and he was backpack camping into Rocky Mountain National Park. Steve is um, a, a well-renowned fly fishing author, and he's got several books, and one of them is A Fly Fisherman's Guide to Rocky Mountain National Park. Another one is A Fly Fishing Guide to the Indian Indian Peaks Wilderness Area. And Steve and I were even talking about this, that when you go out in Colorado, do a little homework, study what you need, whether you're going on a day hike or whether you're going on a uh, a four-day, three- or four-day trip like Steve was on this time, you pack a lot of the same stuff. 
the amount of food you bring, the amount of water, the way you use There's going to be some different things. But the basics are the same because you can be up one day and you can get hurt, you can get lost. you got to be ready to take care of yourself. And we're not going to go through that whole process today. You may want to uh, go back and revisit my article on the Facebook page, Terry Wicks from Outdoors, and read the article because I, I worked with a lot of the best experts on putting that together. So you may want to take take a look at that. But the idea was a lot of people, especially this time of the year, head up into the high country like Rocky Mountain National Park, and they'll head up in a T-shirt and shorts or not even, maybe even a little heavier dress than that. But I just uh, saw a posting from Troy Coburn that it was a dusting of snow up on one of the passes just last night. And when Steve was up high, he hikes way up high into the park. He said it got down to uh, about in the mid-30s in his tent one night, which tells you that it was probably below freezing outside. And if you would get caught in that and not be prepared, even on a day hike, hypothermia can set in so quickly. And so you really need to be prepared. If you're going on a day hike, make sure you have a layer to take with you if you're going up into the mountains and protect yourself from the sun if if it doesn't get cold. There's just things you need to do to prepare because the weather can change so drastically in Colorado. We know how these evening storms blow through. And we're going to be getting to hunting season. So during the next few weeks, we'll revisit some of the things you should take with you, especially on a hunting trip where you can easily get following game or, or make going on a trail, get into a different drainage even, and be so far off from where you're at. But a little bit of study and preparation. We love the outdoors in Colorado. And we need to get out there and we need to have fun. But let's do it in ways that that make it safe. Now, one of the reasons I want to touch on, since it looks like Steve's not going to join us, one of the things I want to touch on with Steve when he was up in Rocky Mountain National Park, one of the reasons he was up there was because... uh, he wanted to get up to the cooler water in the rivers. If you've been following the show the last few weeks and some of the news releases from Parks and Wildlife, you'd know that a lot of the rivers are running very low and very warm right now. And when that water gets up to that 65, 70 degrees, catching trout can really put a strain on them in that warm water. And a lot of times it's lethal, even if you release them. So we're suggesting that you get up there and really really have some fun, but but fish the higher waters where it's cooler. And uh, you know what? I think, uh, well, we don't have Steve yet, but well, we'll we're going to, it looks like Steve didn't join us, but one of the things we wanted to talk about was getting up to those high rivers and fishing. So when you get to, if you want to go fly fishing these next few weekends, there's certain rivers like the Arkansas, and I'm going to get arc anglers on in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about that. There's certain tailwaters where the water comes out of the dams. It's staying cool. But if you get up in higher elevation, and the fishing can be phenomenal. Steve did share with me that the fishing in the park was just unbelievable, and they had so much fun. And the water's cooler. And, you know, when you hike in up in the park, you get away from the people. I know a lot of you have been up to Rocky Mountain National Park on a weekend lately, and it gets really busy, long lines just to get in. If you can get away during the week or go one of the, the remote sites that are kind of secondary entrances and hike into the park, it's an incredible, incredible way to join that. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clef here to tell you about SCL Mortgage Special Circumstance Lending, locally owned and operated. And if you're self-employed or work on commission, this is the place for you. Bank statement loans are back. You don't 
need tax returns to do your loan. In some cases, the bank statement loans can be done with credit scores in the low 600s. MySpecialMortgage.com on the web, 303-790-2222. The phone number, SCL Mortgage, licensed by the Colorado Department of Regulatory Agencies, number 1200716. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And yes, we are back at 9 o'clock again. We're back at our 9 to 11 time frame, which we should stay at now for the foreseeable future, I hope. And uh, it's our favorite time frame. So we're glad to be back. And uh, we just think it's a good time to catch the outdoor people on a Saturday when you're out kind of kicking around. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from Jackson uh, Lake State Park is Julia Baltazar. Did I get that right, Julia? You're pretty close. Baltazar. (laughs) Baltazar. We talked about it, and then I still screwed it up. (laughs) Hey, it's a beautiful day here. I'll bet it's a beautiful day out at Jackson Lake. Oh, it is. It's gorgeous this morning, and the water just looks great. Well, you know, we'll tell people where it's at and describe the park, but one of the big surprises when people come out there is they think about these prairies. Um, you got a lot of trees, we do, yeah. Tons of cottonwood trees everywhere. And shade. Tell, well, tell people where it is located. So it's actually about 50 miles um, east from Denver. It's super easy to get to. If you just take exit 66, that's that second Wiggins exit, um, and go about maybe just like 15 miles is all, and it'll take you right through the park there. Well, and and there's a lot of recreation available, not only at the park, but surrounding the park. There's some hunting, and thing, I believe, too, right? Absolutely, yeah. We have our Andrick Parks when you first come into the park there. That's our state wildlife area. And then over on the east side of the lake, we have state wildlife area where you can do some fishing back there. And later on in the, the show, we're going to talk about waterfall hunting. I believe there's waterfall hunting later on in the fall right at the park there. Yes, at Andrick Ponds, there's really good waterfowl hunting there. Lots of opportunities. Let's talk about the park itself. Um, it's a fairly good-sized lake. It has fishing, swimming. Let's start by what everybody always wants to know on the eastern lakes this time of the year about the water levels. How are you holding up? So right now we are 71% full. We're hoping that we have about a month left of boating. I mean, that just depends on the weather, but we're really hoping to keep it open for another four to six weeks. And and while it is open for boating, it's really a sleeper lake for walleye fishing. It is, yeah. So the fishing for walleye has been fair right now, but actually a lot of people have been catching catfish lately, which is pretty surprising. Last week we had a guy who caught, oh my gosh, huge catfish. It was really great. Well, and there's, I believe there's wipers and, and crappies. There's a, quite a diverse diversity of species in there. In fact, I wrote an article a couple of years ago about Jackson Lake and the fishing and the camping opportunities, which we'll get to in a minute. Maybe I can get my producer to repost that article on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, later today, and that will, people can go, we'll refresh people about that. But one of the surprising things I think about Jackson Lake, too, to people is the sandy beach. It's actually rated as one of the top 10 freshwater sandy beaches in the country. It sure is. Yeah, we have a great beach. You know, that's one of the good things about the water going down is it really opens up our beach areas and gives access to more people. That way it's not so crowded. When your water is warm in that lake, and if I remember correctly, when you're on that beach, it doesn't get deep very quickly. You can just wade out forever. It's an incredible place to take kids swimming. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's the perfect place to bring your kids. And, of course, there's other boating activities there, too. What about camping? Do you have some pretty good camping opportunities? Oh, yeah. So in our area here, we have about 240 campsites, and they're all reservable. You can go online to make those reservations. They definitely book up in the weekend, so I definitely would make reservations if you're planning on coming out. And you keep campsites open year-round? We do, yes. And when hunting seasons come, a lot of people, I'm sure, um, will, both for upland game and waterfall and maybe even pronghorns, a lot of people will probably stay in those campsites as their hunting base. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of the hunters like to stay in our Northview campground because it's really close to our state wildlife area. Now, you also have a lot of activities at uh, Jackson Park. And one that's going on today, we should probably tell people about that one real quick in case they want to get out there. And that's astronomy. Tell me about that. Yeah, so we have our astronomy going on tonight at 8.30. This is one of the greatest programs I think we do at the lake. It's amazing. So we have a group of astronomers come out, and they have huge telescopes that they can let the kids look through and everybody else, and then they just explain what planets we're going to be seeing and the different groups of stars. It's really cool. And tonight I think we're going to see Saturn and On those telescopes, you should be able to see the rings of Saturn. And what time will they normally be doing that tonight? So we get started at about 8.30 and just when it starts getting really dark. And then how late do they typically go? Oh, man, sometimes those guys stay out there till 2 a.m. just looking at everything. (laughs) And and how far a drive from metro area down 76 would you say it is to Jackson? Oh, my gosh, that's what's really great about Jackson. We're just about an hour from Denver. So if you're you're headed out and you wanted to spend the evening or make it an evening trip, plenty of time to pack a picnic lunch. You have picnic areas and, and, and head out there and make an evening of it. And I believe you even have some daytime activities in correlation with this. We do, yeah. So at 10.30 today, we're going to be looking at space. We're going to be looking at all the planets and constellations, and we're even going to be making rockets for the kids. So that's going to be pretty fun. That's going to be down by our boat ramp. Well, another thing, too, tonight, if they come out for the astronomy, even when it's not your turn to look in the telescope, uh, people sometimes don't realize when you get away from city lights— how different the sky looks, the the stars, the constellations. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. it's That's why uh, our Northview Campground, it's one of the best places to go viewing. For the night sky, it is just so barren out there. It's beautiful. A lot of people, yeah, who live in the city, they're not used to that, and they really take it in. Well, I tell you, just one little difference you can tell. Like looking at the Big Dipper, I live in Fort Collins, which isn't nearly the amount of city lights of Denver, but it's plenty. And the where the handle comes into the Big Dipper, that one star is always extremely dim when I'm in city lights. If you get out into a dark area, you can see the outline of that constellation. It just jumps out at you. Oh, yeah, it's great. That's one of my favorite ones to look at. Now, you also have some other activities. If people can't get out there today for the the astronomy and the stars and the planet viewing and the telescopes tonight, you have one coming up. I think it's probably a few weeks away yet, but it's a, a real big hit, something that's a favorite of mine. And that's when you do your chili and Dutch oven cook-off. Tell me about that. We do. That's a really great event that we've got going on. So it's open to anybody um, we have great food come out. Everybody cooks in their Dutch ovens. Or if you want to do chili, you can make your chili first and then bring it over here. And we also do cowboy coffee, so people make some pretty great coffee as well. Now, what, what date is that? That is September 15th. 
September 15th. And what time, what are the hours? What does it normally go? Oh, so we do that all day. It's about 8 to 5 that we've got people cooking all day. But you can come around noonish. That's when we have the judging going on. And people get to taste the food too? Oh, yeah, they do. And they, if they come early, they get a cup of cowboy coffee? Oh, yeah. Now, do you have information on these events on the website if people are looking for more information on them? We do. So actually on our Facebook is the best place to look for this chili cook-off. And if anyone's interested in participating, they can call the park and then ask for Darby, and she'll get them all signed up. I know Darby gets pretty worked up about this event. She's yeah. she's <laughs> excited about it. And is the Facebook just Jackson Lake State Park on Facebook? Or? It is, yeah. And, and, you know, the parks are doing a lot more with Facebook now. They are, yeah. It's a really great tool for letting people know what's going on in the park and even just awareing them of other things like how late our boat ramp is going to stay open or the activities we've got going on. Well, you know, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I go right to the website all the time because that's how I've always looked at the information. Yet I'm always directing people to my Facebook page. And I thought, you know, we really need to direct them to more of the parks because it's so much easier to update a Facebook page for activities than it is a website. You guys can be posting just almost on a daily basis and keeping, keeping people appraised of what's happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we try to post just about every day, even if it's just something fun, something we find in the park, or if there's something else going on, like the weather. Well, you know, right now people need to get the astronomy thing today. You got the cook-off coming in about six weeks, or about maybe five or six weeks. But the boat ramps are open now, and the fishing is pretty good. I think it's the time of the year when people need to get up there and take advantage of that, or that gorgeous beach. Because that water, I, I, would, I don't know the temperature of the water. I don't know. I didn't ask you before. But i got to assume the water is really nice and warm. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's usually high 60s, sometimes 70s. All right. Well, Julia, thank you so much for joining us and sharing the information of the park. All right. Thank you, Terry. You bet. That's uh, Julia from uh, Jackson Lake State Park. Like I said, I'll see if I can bug Karen or we'll see if we can dig up my article in the Denver Post from a couple of years ago on Jackson Lake and post that on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Um, it's a great recreational area that gets overlooked. I tell you, it's a sleeper for a lot of fishing. Jackson Lake has just got a number of species in it. It, it can be prolific. It can be tough to fish at times, too, though. Because it is kind of a bowl-shaped lake, and it is shallow, and it's got dropping water right now. So finding the fish will be the key. Once you find them this time of the year, you can usually make them bite. So we'll run that article. It has a few tips in it, and we'll see if we can't talk a little bit about Jackson during the next couple weeks, too. Because it's one you want to get out there and fish a little bit. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife Marketing Specialist, Debbie Linegar. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. We have a lot to cover today. There's just so much going on at parks. You guys are staying busy. Hey, it's summer, and we want everybody to get outside. So well, Yeah, and that's been my life's work. I've been evangelistic about getting people outdoors, and I know you feel the same way. It's just there is no parallel for the memories, the bonding, and just the pure fun you can have outdoors, is there? 
Absolutely, and we appreciate the opportunity to be able to come on and tell people about additional opportunities as we go throughout the summer. Now, one of the things you wanted to make sure we covered, and we have a, a laundry list of things, was the leftover licenses, and those are gonna those are coming up. They're going on sale here in just a few days. Right, they go on sale Tuesday, August seventh at nine a.m. So any hunter who's listening. If they haven't checked out our webpage recently to see what licenses are left over from the remaining draw, or excuse me, from the April draw, um, they should go on the homepage of cpw.state.co.us and check out what licenses are left over. We have bear licenses, deer licenses, elk licenses, and pronghorn. Um, They're listed right on the homepage. You can click right to the page and kind of start perusing the list. It does take a little bit of preparation. So we're really encouraging hunters who are interested in buying one of those licenses this coming Tuesday to go on and kind of get prepared, look at what hunt codes they might be interested in picking up a license for this fall, additional license for this fall, or just if they didn't draw to get the only license that they're going to have. Now, um, one of the things, because this, the site changed also and all the draw thing changed a little bit and there's, there's been some, you know, a little bit of getting used to the new, the new system and things, you're right that people really need to go on. And what do they need now? Say they're looking for the license, they go to log in. If they already have some form of a fishing or hunting license, they have a number, I assume? Right. That's called your customer identification number, or it's printed real big on your existing licenses, a CI in capital, CID, and then that number is personal to you. So when you go onto that new system to purchase the license, you can use the drop-down menu and pick that as your, it will pull up your existing record. And there are other drop-down issue um, items that you can choose from, like your driver's license number or things. If you've been an existing customer in our system, we're really encouraging you just to go back on and re-familiarize yourself because a lot of guys, they applied in April and then haven't been back onto the system necessarily to check things. So um, go on to the system ahead of time. You can get to it either by going through our website, the cpwstate.co.us, and then click the, on the top blue bar, Buy and Apply, and it will take you right to the purchasing system. Then you want to choose Big Game Licenses, and then it will take you to the page where you can start in and look up your information with that CID number or with one of the other drop-down issues. You want to make sure that you've got your password set up. If not, you can click Forgot Password, and they'll send you a new password. Um, Monday through Friday, you can call our offices if you're having issues with trying to get on, or there's an 800 number 24-7 that they could call, 800-244-5613 if the guys are looking up information over the weekend and they need help. Well, another thing, too, because if you're looking at these leftover licenses, it could be a, um, a an, an area that you haven't researched as far as hunting. There's a lot of information they could go over in the next couple days on the site about harvest from those areas and about the terrain. There's just a ton of information to help them decide, too, isn't there? Right. We have a lot of information for guys to scout online. There's no, nothing like scouting on the ground, but to be able to look up the air, the different area, maybe it's an adjacent area to where you're used to used to hunt and you're from, not quite as familiar, but it might be something that you can try. But we have quota statistics, we have harvest statistics, we have maps that you can look at as far as what the migration 
areas are for the animals. There's a, just a lot of research information that can make it easier for a guy to select his hunt. Well, and people should be on that. Even if you're buying an over-the-counter elk license, you should be on there looking at that. It's just such a wealth of information. We really preach getting ready, not just getting ready, but staying ready for hunting on the show so that you really, and scouting is such an important part of that. we got a bunch of other things you wanted to talk about, too, and I think one of them, coming up Monday, anybody who wants to go to parks is a free day, I understand. Exactly. The state parks celebrate Colorado Day on the first Monday of Tuesday, or excuse me, the first Monday of August every year. And this year, it's this coming Monday, August 6th, if you want to go to a state park and you don't have a state park pass or a day pass, you can get in for free. So the whole car load will get in and you can take the family, go on an evening picnic or just go out and have a day of fishing. You would have to buy a fishing license, but the state park entrance is free. Now, speaking of free, you really like to take care of our friends in the military, too, don't you? Oh, absolutely. There's Their service is above and beyond. And the whole month of August at our state parks, any active duty military, any veteran or National Guard member can come into the park, provide their current proof of identification, and we will give them a monthly pass for the month of August to get in free to the parks. Now, we before... have to pick it up. They will have to pick it up this year. Yeah. Um, before we get on to one other program, the Passport, I want to double back to the hunting for a minute. All the leftover licenses are going in one day this year. That's new, isn't it? The All the methods that you can purchase for leftover licenses is one day. Okay. Um, starts all at the same time. Usually we break it up and you can go in person or by phone on that Tuesday What's new about it this year is you can also purchase online, and that's actually what we're recommending to our hunters this year. They have they can go on to our, our website and hit the Buy and Apply button, or they can go directly to cpwshop.com. And we recommend that guys get set up, figure out what hunt codes they want to apply for, and then go all the way through into where you're sitting at the residency. You can put in your residency, and then right at 9 o'clock when the sales start, they can just go on, put in their hunt code, and then you have to go all the way through the cart and submit your credit card information, too, in order to purchase that. And you're not going to have that. It's not going to be protected if it's just sitting in your cart. So that's a good point that you bring up. You've got to go all the way through the purchase, and it starts at 9 a.m. this coming Tuesday. Yeah, I remembered that, and I had my notes, and I didn't want to, I didn't want us to forget to bring that up. Now you got a program that I think is exciting that I want to talk about, and that's your passport program. Tell me about that. Right. It's called a CPW passport, and like a, an international traveling passport, you get stamps for each of the 41 state parks that you visit, and we've also included this year 15 hatcheries. Um, we want to teach people about the conservation efforts and whatnot that our agency does throughout the year, and by going and visiting a state park, you get lots of programs that are provided by our GOCO interpretive people who give those programs during the summer, and then also our hatcheries have opened up, and they want to have visitation too because Seeing how fish are raised and then stocked back into Colorado waters each year is very interesting. And we have warm water and cold water fish at our hatcheries that we're offering to visit. Well, a lot of the hatcheries, too, have, um, they may have permanent, but I know some of them we've had them on have volunteers that are there for the summer to do interpretive programs and 
uh, aid them and let them help them feed the fish. And they have crafts for youth. And even when those people aren't there, there's usually a visiting allowed and things going on. But, you know, going to the hatcheries, we've talked about that a few times on the program over the last few months. And that's it. I think it gives people, first of all, a sense of what it takes to raise all these fish that help supplement our great fishing we have here in Colorado. And then when the kids get to feed some of those fish and stuff, it kind of gets them excited, doesn't it? Oh, the smiles on their faces, you can you just can't relate. It just creates family memories that are great. And it really excites a kid to think that they want to try fishing when they see the fish raise up to eat and snag all that hatchery food. Now, when you're talking about going to the parks and the hatcheries on this passport, it's kind of like... A a challenge almost, or, or you keep track and you get a, you get a stamp at each one. Is that right? How it works? Right. There's a, each page has a stamp area for it. So you can turn your, whatever park you're going to go visit, you can either pick up a, a passport at the park, or if you've got your passport, just throw it in your glove box. So you've got it with you while you're traveling around the state and then go into the visitor center or at the entrance stations, they'll have the passport, the stamp there that you can get it in an unmanned station. And you just stamp your passport at the end. If you complete all 41, we've got some new prizes, a patch and a stamp and a sticker for your car. If you go to all of the 41 state parks and also the hatcheries will also have a prize that they're going to offer, which will probably be the patch and stamp sticker as well. Well, that's pretty awesome. I mean, because it just makes it fun. You open your book and you plan your weekend and say, hey, we haven't been to this one. It's here it is. Let's plan the drive. Maybe we'll take a picnic lunch or maybe we'll fish while we're there. Or if you go out to Jackson Lake, who we just had on, maybe we'll take advantage of that great sandy beach and do some swimming. Or it just gives you kind of fun and you can kind of look and plan and go to ones you haven't in certain times of the year. You may want to go to different parks because of the, the altitude and the climate they're at, but it just sets it all out there for you. What a great way to just get out and experience our parks and hatcheries. Deb, any last, any last comments before we let you go? No, I think that's great. Appreciate having us on, and we just encourage everybody to get out and try all the different recreation that Colorado has to offer. Well, thank you guys for being part of the show. You're always a wealth of information, and we love, love partnering with you. Thanks. You bet. All right. That's Debbie Leninger from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And Parks and Wildlife, as you know, been part of this show for over 20 years. We're over 20 years on the air now. And just letting them come and have those segments that they bring what information they want, I think helps us all because they can address issues, they can address regulations, they can address activities, and they can highlight things that are going on. So it makes it great for all of us. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new uh, vehicle in the ATV industry and much more on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Before we go to the phones, I want to make a quick note here that our good friend Scott Watley uh, just made, I wanted to give a tip to people who are looking to buy the leftover licenses. He said on Tuesday when they go on sale, we did cover the fact that uh, 
you're, you're, you don't reserve that tag until you actually cash out and pay for it because it's just putting it in your cart doesn't save it for you. And Scott wanted to recommend to people that if you're buying more than one species, say you're buying a pronghorn and you're looking for a leftover elk tag or maybe two or three, even more, because you can go after multiple tags, check out after each one. Don't wait to get all three or four in there because all none of those are going to be reserved till you check out. So get one, check it out. Get another one and check it out so that you reserve those immediately. Great tip from Scott. Hopefully everybody listens to Scott and his program, Colorado Outdoors. Anyway, we're going to go right to the phones now. And joining us, speaking of hunting, joining us from Sun Power Sports, one of our favorite people, Mark Kite. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. And people are anxious to get ready for hunting, Mark. Before we even get into some of the just typical stuff you sell for your ATVs and some of the accessories, there's a new product you got out that you think is going to be just a real home run, don't you? Yeah, we do. You know, we just took on uh, a product that's uh, made by Mahindra, which is an India-based company. It's called the Mahindra Roxer, which is uh, it's it's essentially a turbocharged diesel Jeep, which is pretty cool. Um, and they bought the patent from Willys, so it's just a really cool vehicle. You know, the price point's really good on it. Um, they uh, they're not street legal, however, you know, it's just a great you know outfitting t- slash hunting type vehicle. It'd be one that you would take up on a trailer, or you'd leave at your ranch. Or you'd uh, haul it up in a toy hauler if you could get it in that type of vehicle, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. And uh, you know, the thing is, just it really is impressive as far as the four-wheel drive side of things. So yeah, it's just super, super cool. They bought a GM plant in Detroit, and that's where they're building them here in the U.S. now. And uh, yeah, they're cool. I went and looked online. They do look just like an old Jeep, like the old Army Jeeps. Yep, exactly. That's exactly right. But I imagine they're all modern accessories and things like that, but pretty neat. So uh, you have those on the lot if people want to stop by and look at them? Yeah, we just got the first ones on the ground, so they're here now, and uh, they're a great price point too, you know. So fifteen five for a base model and eighteen five for an LE model, you know, comes with the winch and the whole deal. So, yeah, they're really cool. And how many people are they? Two or four? How many? They're just they? two right now. They they do they are selling a jump seat for the back right now, but uh, you know currently they're just a two seater. So if you're looking for a side by side, this is an option that you want to really look at. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, especially for the hunter. Oh, exactly, because you got all the uh, amenities. Speaking of hunting, you guys at Sun Cater. Well, first of all. There's somebody named Ron at your place that if he gets the fall, he's never around because he's hunting anyway, right? Yeah, no doubt. He's a big hunter, and so he, he's out doing a lot of hunting on his properties, and, yeah, he loves to hunt, no and, question. And with that in mind, you guys understand what the hunter needs. And so both in vehicles and accessories, tell us some of the things. If I'm looking for whether it's waterfall or big game, some of the things you guys offer. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to make it a sales pitch by any means, but you know, I mean, we've, we've got a full line of stuff, you know, I mean, whether you're looking for an ATV or a side-by-side, you know, waterfowl, ice fishing, you know, we sell ATVs with tracks on them for the ice fishermen, uh, heated hand grips, winches, you know, we're talking just about outfitting units and stuff like that, and, you know, we just, we're enthusiasts, you know, we hunt, we fish, that's what we do, and uh, so we understand, you know, what what, what our, our fellow sportsmen need, and sportswomen for that matter, but, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, they, they really are good, you know, we do, before full line of, of ATV and side-by-side with pretty much every option you can imagine. Gun scabbards, you name it, we can, we can outfit the rig the way you want it. 
Well, and one of the things, you know, uh, the uses for an ATV, first of all, folks, we want to recommend you use them on the trails. You get to the certain point and you walk. But to get up to some of these higher areas, there are a lot of trails. And you can just save yourself so much time and energy. And then if you have to haul, you get you harvest an elk up there, you've got to be able to get the meat out. But a lot of people don't realize, even with upland game, a lot of times you want to get out into the field quite a ways and then walk your hunt. Or waterfall. Uh, a good decoy set can take up a lot of room, hard to pack in if there's only a trail, but maybe if there's an ATV trail, you can take those decoys in. And you mentioned gun scabbards. I like the idea of the heated handlebars. You know, Karen says I'm getting to be quite a wuss, Mark. I want you to know that. So. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I think I am, too. You know, the older you get, what what I look for in a vehicle is obviously getting the job done, but then I want to know all about how we can be comfortable, you know. <laughs> oh, I agree. Well, we got something we're going to have to think about comfort, too, because coming up, Uh, Later this year, in fact, I'll be posting a video on it pretty quickly here. You and I and uh, Nate Zielinski and uh, two lucky people that are that are going to win a trip and I may be Ron I don't know how it's going and we're going to take them on both an educational and a fun ice fishing trip. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, it, I can't speak highly enough about those trips. You know, I mean, you and I fished a lot together, and Nate and I fished a lot together. And, you know, it really is a treat fishing with you guys. And, I, you know, I don't care where, who, whoever wins this trip, wherever, wherever they're at, whether they're a complete amateur or, you know, they're a seasoned fisherman, I promise you they'll learn some stuff. And it's just a, it's just a good time. We have a great time when we do it. So I can't wait for that trip, to be honest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it, it is. We just have a blast. And, and you know, we'll have all the gear. I think we're even providing lunch, I'm understanding. You guys, assuming the ice will be thick enough, we'll try to schedule it so it is. Um, we'll bring some ATVs out, and we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll be in comfort. We'll have shelters. And we'll, I, I, I'd be really amazed if we don't have catch some pretty nice fish and have a good time. I would be amazed also. We will catch some fish, no doubt about that. I better knock on wood. I don't want to jinx us, but there ain't been a trip yet. We've gone on where we haven't caught fish. Now, is there a place at Sun where people can sign up? Yeah, absolutely. You can sign up right here at the dealership. So we have uh, a sign-up right here on the showroom floor, so you can come in and, and say hello and just sign up. Um, and then I think you have ways to sign up as well, don't you, Terry? Yeah, on the fan, you can go to uh, – you we, we periodically post it on our Facebook, as do you. Tell them your Facebook page. Yeah, and you can do our Facebook page as well. So uh, Sun Enterprises on Facebook, you can check it out there, and you'll see uh, the tagline there so you can get, get signed up for the trip there or register to win. And you can also go to 1043thefan.com dot com and go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors page and if you scroll down depending on whether you're on a phone or a computer there's a sign up there too and the whole idea is to get people excited and and then when we get a, get going on this they're going to find out we'll talk to them about how incredibly useful uh, ATVs can be for ice fishing I mean we've had a couple trips that without them we wouldn't have been nearly so done so well. No, there's absolutely no question. You're you're 100 percent right. I can't believe you know I'm having to walk from from you know spot to spot while we're ice fishing. I mean, you just it, it would be impossible. You couldn't do it. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, Mark, before I let you go, tell people how they find Sun. Yeah, definitely. So you can find us, uh, we're about 89th in Washington and Thornton, or you can always find us on the web at uh, www.sunent.com. All right, my friend, we will talk to you again soon. All right, have a great day. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, I got to stop by and look at those new, uh, the, 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 that new Roxer. You do. You got to come by, take it for a little spin. You'll like it. It's an awesome vehicle. And then you can do it right there. You got a you track right at the facility. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Mark Kite. Great guy. We have a lot of fun with those guys. Great.
If you're looking for an ATV, a side-by-side, anything in motorsports, a motorcycle, go there. At least stop by and look at what they have. These guys are great. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.